The Fade You Podcast is a sports betting show for the everyday better. Whether you're a total degenerate or you're just looking for a little action, we are so glad you're here and checking out our show, whether you're brand new or you've been with us for a while. Enjoy the show. Fade You. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, moms and dads? Welcome to the latest episode of the Fade You podcast. We are recording on Wednesday, August 23rd. And on today's show, we continue our 2023 NFL preview. Talk overvalued teams today. Whose win total is too high? Who's the market too high on? And who can we bring back down to earth with the rest of the trash in the NFL? If you missed our last couple shows, we did undervalued teams each of the last two weeks. Uh, Joe was on last week. Chris Duke was on last week. Kmart was on last week. Uh, a bunch of those guys two weeks ago as well. We shared some teams that we think might outperform expectations heading into the 2023 season. So we're glad you're with us. Thanks for following. Make sure you are following us on X, formerly known as Twitter, on X at Fade U Sports. Let's do a roll call here. My name is Matt. I've got Kmart. Here with us. Kmart's a little tired. Kmart's had a great day today, though, I got to say. So, Sam Darnold, baby. He's number told two. You. He's a no- told you he's he a would beat out Trey Lance. For Kmart, San Francisco 49ers. Kyle, I got to know, how hard does your dick get when you lay in bed at night and imagine Sam Darnold playing quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers in meaningful football games. Because you're one step closer, baby. I mean, it's not that big to begin with, but there's there's some firmness, that's for sure. Um, no, a lot of excitement. Like, I, I really want to see see him have a chance out there, but I, I don't want to see it because I, I, like, I don't know how I'm going to see it because I'm not going to wish a will on Purdy. Like, he looks good too. Like, it's just, it's just nice to have – I mean, I, I think Darnold's really good. I just think he's been in really shitty situations in his first handful of seasons. Um, so, you know, seeing all this stuff on Twitter about, oh, you guys had 55 chances. How did they not give it to Trey Lance? It's like, man, like, I don't know. I, I just uh, that's a different pod for the average football fan. But I caught a bunch. I caught a bunch of shit for it. I tweeted in June. Yeah, I think Sam Darnold leads them to the Super Bowl. I, I think he's I think he's under center before week five. I caught a bunch of shit for it. Everyone told me how fucking stupid I was, blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> Darno comes in and leads them to the shit. I'm telling you right now. You've also hit more alt lines than anybody I've ever known in my life. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's not crazy, Joey Cheese. It's not crazy. Chris Duke is here. Chris Duke, how was Vegas, Dad? You made it back in one piece. It's good, man. We got to play some blackjack with Buff, as expected. Kelly's always great. Golf with Brett. Thanks for taking uh, our money, Brett. I don't think we're <coughs> five under, but it's not. Wait, how many under? Five under. I don't know. Looks like they're making a lot of par putts, not birdie putts. But you know, it's uh, wow. It is what it is. Uh, how many birdies for the dads this week, Chris? Only two, man. Only two. Uh-huh. I made like a 30-footer, and I thought that was going to – gonna. Uh, Joe thought it was short. He said, you got to hit it. Went dead center of the cup, and I thought that was going to 
beat the momentum. And then I poked almost a 300 yard. I had the long drive at With that the three wood. There were a lot of, but yeah. We had, we had, we had 165 yards into a par five and we couldn't even, I think we parted. it. We couldn't even eagle birdie it. So that pretty much summed up our, uh, our round. All right. Jay Buff, shout out in the chat. Hey, Jay Buff, you had enough of Chris yet? Because you're going to see him again this weekend, my friend. You're going to see all of us. Yeah, Just that's about. right. And we're happy to welcome Joey Cheese on the pod tonight. DGen for Life 84 on X on Twitter. Joey, is Boston ready for the invasion of Kmart and Chris Duke? I don't think Boston's ever ready for Duke and Kmart. Um, the amount of shenanigans that will go on this weekend might be legendary. <laughs> Excited, though. Man. Excited to welcome the boys to Boston. I know Jay Buff's coming down. We're going to hit the Red Sox game Saturday. Uh, supposed to play some golf Friday. Weather looks shitty, so. Thanks, Perfectly. Hillary. Well, uh, yeah, we'll park it in a bar somewhere. and There will be plenty of degenness going on this weekend. Either way. I love it. I love it. Got some college football coming up. Any any week zero degening on the itinerary? Yeah, yeah prob- probably quite a bit. Probably quite a bit, if I had to guess. I put Love in it. a I put in a bet on uh, San Diego State over Ohio. Opened at four and a half. Went down to one and a half yesterday. So I pulled a Chris Duke and I snap called it and took the Aztecs. <laughs> I love to hear it. We're excited for football, college, pro, preseason. Get out of here. We're ready for some actual meaningful football games. We're going to talk some NFL on the pod today. So, uh, Chris, I got to crack this. I know you love this part. I'm going to do it right here for the mic. Oh, there we go. Hey, Matt, did you not hear John Harbaugh? You tell him that game wasn't meaningful for those boys. Hey, that's right. Sorry, Ravens betters. Not this time. (laughs) That's too bad. All right. Overvalued teams. Um, why don't we start with Chris? Because I know what he's going to say, and I remember what we talked about last year. So we'll we'll see what we end up with here. Chris, give us a team that you think might be a little overrated, people too high on going into the year. Yeah, we talked about it, Matt. You sent me a great little um, nugget, and I'll get to that. Uh, I'll start off with I think it's a little weird that – the Bengals are their win total is eleven and a half, and it's juiced to fuck minus one thirty five on the under. Why not move it to twelve? Make it uh, you know favorite of the over there. They're just begging you to take that over, giving you like a slight uh, plus money. Our book has it at uh, plus one hundred five plus money to take the over. Right, easy, easy, cheesy, right. But uh, not so fast. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under Matt. The the nugget you sent. Oh yeah. So their win total is 11 and a half. They're playing in week one a Browns team where the total their win total is nine and a half. So you have a team that has, they're expected to win two extra games at least on the season, and it's basically down to a pickle. I know it was minus two, two and a half earlier. I'm seeing minus one. I don't know. As Joe would say, irregardless, it's supposed to be a close game. Why isn't it more? Why isn't it three or four? I mean, you see like teams like the Jags who should win a few more ga- games than the Colts, and theirs is up to like three and a half, four. Why isn't the spread a little bigger? Doesn't make sense, obviously. And like you said, Matt, they've overachieved two years in a row. So 
it's rare for a team to have a high win total like the Bengals have and actually get there two years in a row. They had 11 and seven the year before 12 and four. Cause they had the uh, God bless Demar Hamlin uh, heart game and teams since 2000, man, that's 23 years. That's a large sample size who have won between 10 and 13, like the Bengals have uh, are only those teams. The next year on average, win 2.4 less games that puts them right at what 9.7, something like that, 10 wins. So that looks good for the under 11 and a half. And then Matt, you also said, if you rule out the team, the Patriots with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, who nobody will ever see ever again. Uh, 92 teams with a win total of 10 or higher and only 46 went over. If you exclude that Tom Brady, it's only 40%. So 60% of the time, that's a nice edge. As we know in sports, if you can get anything over 53, 54% of an edge, you're looking good to uh, counteract that juice. So I like it. I know, uh, cheese and uh, I don't know if Kmart's going to go into this division like I, I know Cheese is going to touch on this AFC North. I think it's going to be a scrappy uh, division. So if you're going to have teams, they always are, uh, as we saw last year in the playoff game. Bengals should, I mean, the Ravens should have beat them without that fluke fumble 99 yard return. These teams always beat each other up. Steelers are going to be pretty decent, Browns are going to be pretty decent. I think they're going to be beat each other up, and then they're going to have a tough schedule out of conference or out of division too. So, give me the the ten and seven Bengals under that eleven and a half. Got to go to Kmart next because he's a huge Bengals guy, right? Kmart. Although you can't go to the Niner Bengals game, that's a, that's another story for another time. But I I, I did book a hotel just in case. So just in case, just in case things fall through, I, I need to make sure I have a room available. Of course you did. So a year ago, I remember doing this and we tried to put the the Super Bowl loser curse or whatever on the Bengals. Right. And they had another great year and they easily could have made it to the Super Bowl again, came up just short. When you hear Chris say they've overachieved several times in a row, do you see them taking a step back or are, are we just getting it wrong and they're going to be there every year while Burrow's young and not on his mega deal yet. I mean, I, I actually agree with him, but like not for the same reasons. I think it's more of, I mean, the team's improving. They have more talent than they did two years ago, but my reason for potentially playing under 11 and a half is I don't know what that calf strain is. Like is, is he going to re-aggravate it once, twice during the season? So that, that kind of has me, you know, on edge. T. Higgins gets injured a lot. Jamar Chase last year hurt his hip. So to me, it's more, they're loaded, but can we start seeing like an injury bug start coming to get them? That that wipes them out. Um, you know, I, because when Burrow first went down, I, I texted my buddy who's, a, who's like a huge Bengals fan. And I was like, uh, I think that's his Achilles. And, you know, he's he's kind of in the medical oh. field. He's like, no, nah, it's just calf strain. I was like, I hope you're right, man. That did not look good. <laughs> Easy on that Achilles. That's a that's a sensitive subject on this show. This, this is the same. This is the same thing here. We're seeing with Cincinnati that we've seen with Buffalo over the last couple of years. Right. Like all this preseason hype come in Super Bowl contenders, but, you know, favorites to win the division, blah, blah, blah. Supposed to win the ship. And yet, every every year Buffalo just falls short. I, 
I think this is the same scenario here with Cincinnati. I'm not sold on this team. Um, I absolutely love their under 11 and a half. I think this team could win nine, maybe 10 games this year um, in a division that's absolutely loaded. I can, I can make an argument for them being the third best team in that division. Oh, line yeah, under. And, and we'll get into some of the other ones. I mean, a couple weeks ago on our undervalued show, Kmart gave a fucking dissertation on the Steelers going over <laughs> their win total. So we've already it. covered that. We'll, we'll talk Ravens. No, it was great. We'll talk Ravens. Uh, I know we'll talk Browns probably a little bit too. We can sneak Brown, not as overvalued, but we can sneak them in there. So I get it. And I think Chris, you, you'd said a lot of numbers, Chris, and, and, and that <clears throat> I'm, pr- I'm proud of you. You did a good job with that. And uh, I think what you're trying to say with all those numbers, it's hard to consistently be good year in and year out. Like those Chris is right. Like we're probably not seeing that level of sustained success. Like we saw with those Pats teams for years and years and years. Maybe we see it with KC and Mahomes. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Time will tell. But you, you should for, for never, you should never mention this Bengals team in the same sentence as the absolute dynasty. That was the Patriots. And I hate them more than anyone. And I live here. But yeah, you you cannot mention them in that same sentence. And the funny thing about the Bengals is, for years they went under their win total year in and year like since they were good with Marvin Lewis back in like the two thousands. I mean, they were just they were trash for a long time. So I know I personally have a hard time when you have these teams like the Bengals and the Lions and the Jets who have just been down for so long. I have a hard time admitting like, okay, they're actually fucking good now, but. You guys make some great points, and maybe this is somebody else's year in the AFC North. We shall see. Uh, I want to just acknowledge Jay Buff for a sec there. Jets overvalued. We did talk about those. I think Kmart, we talked about Jets a little bit when it was just you, me, and Jared. We talked a lot of AFC East. Uh, But Jay Buff's, his point about the the O-line concerns for the Jets is definitely well taken. So uh, everybody's, you know, everybody's loving hard knocks. Jared pointed that out. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that that's a good point, Jeff. So, all right, Kmart, where do you want to go with your, uh, your overvalued team? Well, I mean, I'm definitely doing a little bit different than I did uh, with my undervalued. Definitely not going to bring like as many things to the table, but the first team I'm going to talk about is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, for starters, they lost Kellen Moore. Um, so offensive coordinator, he's now, he's now with the chargers. Um, you know, they brought in Brandon cooks. So I think that can help a little bit with, you know, what they're going to try to do on the outside with CD lamb. But to me, they also have question marks at the running back position. Obviously they don't have Zeke who was a shell of himself last year, but he was one of the best in the league in goal to go situ goal to goal situations as well as short yardage so they don't have really that big bruiser with nfl experience uh rojo was trying to be that guy and got busted for roids so you know you right know, on baby yeah you got little you got little deuce fawn and like everyone's like losing their shit about the preseason but it's it's like it's the preseason like he's not even doing it against you know other team starters maybe one play it happened um, so big question marks there. I don't know how Tony Pollard's going to look coming off of a pretty severe ankle injury. Um, offensive line for them hasn't stayed healthy 
in years. I, I actually was surprised they, they extended or gave in to Zach Martin's request because that guy hasn't played a full season, I think, ever. And then you got Deke, Dink and Dak Prescott. You know, he's got one of the higher touchdown-interception ratios. I think for his career, he's around two and a half. He had the great year in 2021 where he had 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, but he regressed back last year with 23 and 15. Like, that's that's not going to get it done. Um, they got a great – on defense, they're great on the front, but secondary-wise, I don't think I don't think they're that good. I don't think Trayvon Diggs is that good. He's just long and lanky and can disrupt things. And furthermore, you know, nine and a half, I'm not going to say they're going under nine and a half here. I just think they got a very tough schedule. They're going to be playing the NFC West, the AFC East, as well as the NFC East, obviously, is is much improved. So, you know, to, to think that, you know, they're going to just win this division easily, you know, go to the Super Bowl. Um <clears throat> Like I, I just don't see it. Like they're, I, I see them just being tremendously overvalued at this point. But that's the case because it's America's team. Well, Chris, I mean, you're never gonna, you're always gonna be looking for spots to bet against the Cowboys, right? Huge public team, a lot of public support. You agree with Kmart? Are you gonna be looking to to go against Dallas in spots this year? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously you and I have texted about the the great value of the home dog in Week One. Obviously, Giants home dog to the the Cowboys Week One. I'm a little concerned about how Giants might be getting a tad trendy, but you know, Matt, last couple of years we mentioned trendy dogs, and it's like we just laugh. We're going, yeah, yeah, but trendy dog, but trendy dog. It's like Vegas is always going to want the dog to win outright and blow up all the money line teasers, uh, even if you know they're heavy on one side for the spread it's going to cancel out with the parlays and the teasers so still lean that way and so if they can you know if the giants can can knock them off and get that first win then yeah and you know then then they come home and host the jets who might if they get blasted by the bills they're going to not want to go zero and two either and they're going to put up a good fight in the first so you know like kmar if they start zero and two um, you know, Cowboys are looking at is that that nine and a half is, is definitely not looking good. So, um, is that yeah, Cowboy Giants be, game? Is that primetime, Chris, in week one? Yeah, I think it's Sunday night football. Is that Sunday night. So, are you telling me that the books might take some Cowboys money in week one on primetime? No, I'm sure they won't take any of that. <laughs> I wonder if you'll be able to get buff on the Giants. What do you think? <laughs> I think that Buff told me that is uh, in his contest already. <laughs> Submitted. Buff told me he He's loves like, the Cowboys week one. <laughs> oh, he couldn't do that unless he was trying to fade himself. Uh, what do you think, Joey? Cowboys. Cowboys, they're tough team. Tough team for me to uh, really break down. I mean, they're they're another one where you know they have all the talent in the world, and every year it's same old, same old with them, right? Dak gets hurt. Cowboys start losing some games after all this hype in the preseason. Um, I don't. I don't know if I necessarily want to. If it's a team that I'm going to be looking to fade or play play against uh, this year, but yeah, I mean, Kmart made some really good points. I mean, Martin not being healthy and you know Dak doing what Dak does. Um, they are definitely an easy team to uh, not get behind. But yeah, no. No real major concerns for me with them, but not uh 
not a team I'm anxious to bet either. I mean, shoot, Kmart, I, sign me up for Dallas making the playoffs and losing to the 49ers in another playoff game again. Let's yeah. just do it three but, years in a row. Right, and like, I don't want people thinking like, I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying they're going under nine and a half. Like, it's not really that high of a total. I just think they're just overhyped. They have one of the, mm-hmm. they're, they're like a top five team to win it all. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't every see year. It. Yeah. Every single I just, year. I just, I just don't, I don't get it. And, you know, they still have Dak who also gets injured a lot. Yeah. It, you know, I understand, you know, maybe last year is because of his finger. So his interception rate was up even more than usual, but I don't know. Like Brandon Diggs, he's older. Is he really going to get the separation to help CD lamb on the outside? You know, Pollard, can he actually do 20 touches a game, game in and game out? Like he ain't doing that the first four weeks after an ankle injury. But what, I don't. What do I know? Well, they got to. Anytime you got one of these stud guys like Micah Parsons on on the rookie deal, still they haven't had to pay him yet. That's a huge, huge advantage. I mean, the Niners have enjoyed that with Bosa for the last couple of years, and fuck is that guy get to show up? Let's go. You got game starting soon, buddy. <laughs> Jesus. All right, cheese. Who you got? Overvalued. Um. So I know a lot of people are probably going to disagree with this here, but uh, so I'm also going to the AFC North, uh, which I fully expect to probably be the best division in football this year uh, with the Browns leading the pack. Uh, th- it's the Ravens for me, man. This Ravens team, their team total set at 10 and a half, juice to minus 125. This is a Ravens team that I expect to win nine games, maybe 10. Um, not as high on them as quite a few people we know are. Um, you look at their offense. I mean, we'll, we'll start at the helm. We'll start with Lamar. I mean, this is this is a guy who hasn't finished either of the last two seasons. Uh, missed time in 2021 with his ankle. Missed the entire what? Missed the last six or seven weeks of the season, including the playoffs last year with his knee issue. Um, and then let's talk about the weapons around him. I mean, so they bring in flowers kid from BC, who's pretty shifty, good wide receiver. But then you have Duvernay, Bateman, Dobbins and Andrews. I mean, this, this isn't a skill position set, like a set of players where like, I'm overly like, I, I can't believe how unbelievable these weapons are around Lamar Jackson. Um, I personally think every single person I just named sucks, except for Mark Andrews. I think Dobbins, Nelson Aguilar, dude, Aguilar's trash. I think OBJ, oh, bro. Yeah, o- Odell Beckham, cool. He might have four hundred yards this year. I mean, Bateman sucks. Duvernay's trash. I mean, yeah, he has Andrews, but I'm also not a fan of like the of the style of play Lamar Jackson plays. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of the running quarterback. He's proven he cannot stay healthy. He can't stay on the field. And, you know, you can't win football games when your marquee player isn't on the field. Just the way it works in the NFL. Um, Yeah, we've talked in the past about this Ravens defense, about, you know, know, Patrick Queen, these guys, you know, they they have this, like, star-studded, loaded defense. You know, everyone thinks back to, like, the Ray Lewis days where, like, these guys were fucking filthy. But, I mean, they, they lose Marcus Peters on the defensive end. 
Marlon Humphreys just has foot surgery. He's out, you know, three to four weeks. He's not starting the season. So now, like, major issues in their secondary. Rock Yasin, he's expected to be ready week one, but, like, he's having knee issues. Linebacker, uh, Tyus Bowser, you know, missed the first eight games last year with his Achilles. He's still not fully healthy now, even though Harbaugh is saying he should be good to go week one. Demarion Williams just had ankle surgery, cornerback. Like there's ser- there's there's serious holes in the secondary. And I, and I read this and I couldn't believe it when I read it. But Rock Yasin, who might not might not be ready for week 1, and Marlon Humphreys who's out the first few weeks are the only cornerbacks on this Ravens roster that had 15 tackles last year. I couldn't believe it when I read it. I had to double fact check myself. Like so, so your two of your star cornerbacks on the defensive end only had 15 tackles apiece last year. It's wild to me. I, I think I think the Ravens are in big trouble this year. I think I I think we see some of 2020 Deshaun Watson this year with the Browns, like and just make like makes that division so much better. And those division games. I could see I could see the Ravens winning two games in this division. I really could. They're uh, they're a tough one. I mean, there's probably a world out there where the new OC like it works, and and these these receivers and the revamp receiving core could be exciting. But man, that's that you're counting on a lot to go right if you're a Ravens fan, and we haven't. Even, I mean, the, the injuries. Like ever the last several summers, I've heard all oh, the, the Ravens will be healthier this year, and then they're not. And then they have major injuries throughout the entire season on defense, at quarterback, at receiver, at running back, pretty much everywhere. So, like literally every, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> every single position group on the team. I mean, they just signed Clowney, who went unsigned for the entire offseason. That tells you everything you need to know about the level of concern they have with their pass. I mean, how desperate is Clowney's a loser. Cool. Yeah, that's a huge. That's a huge. That's a huge signing in 2018. Huge. Yeah. How many? How many good teams has that dude ever been on? So, lot of lot of question marks there. Uh, Probably a really wide range of outcomes. Like maybe there's a chance where it all comes together and they're really good. Like they were they were humming last year uh, until Lamar got hurt and um, and even with Huntley, like they. Should have fucking beat the Bengals in the playoff game. What was it? A 99 yard fumble return for the touch? Is that mm-hmm. what happened? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, shoot. Uh, but they could easily have everything go wrong again, have all kinds of injuries, and finish fourth in the division. Chris, what do you think? You uh, you made the case for Bengals under. Can you get on board with with maybe Ravens not have re- having it come together this year, too? Yeah, I got super lucky last year. I think I, I laid a little bit of juice on, on their win total. I think it might have been eight and a half or nine and a half. Anyways, it gets get snuck over. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like we talk about it, I make the case for either taking overs like the, obviously I'd, I said I'm on the Colts and the bears overs because I think those two teams have been bad the last couple of years. And I think teams regress back towards 500 more often than not. We see it all the time. That's why I'm on the Bengals regressing back. And I think the Ravens have had a couple of good years. Um, Matt, you and I had, a, I mean, Back when Fade Den was the shit, we we were on the, the Ravens. Who? Uh, 
And the Titans, uh, all right, was it the Titans that smoked them? Oh, yeah, they were big double-digit dogs, and they smoked them in the playoffs. That was a fun game. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I agree. I mean, especially, like, I mean, you make he makes the, you know, Cheese makes the point for your main man not being healthy. We just discussed the entire team. Um, so that that sucks. I, I don't know what uh, what they're drinking, what the water has up there in, in uh, Baltimore, but I guess it's uh, it's causing some – some shit that I went through last year. Hey, one of the Nothing biggest faves on the East Coast. Yeah. yeah, one of the biggest faves in Week One, right? I mean, Chris, is this in your contest? Hold your nose, say a prayer for for our boy D'Amico Ryan's and C.J. Stroud up up against Big Bad Baltimore. Can you do it? Are you gonna wow. convince? Are you gonna be able to convince Freck to get there with Houston? It's so hard because you sent me, didn't you send me something about how good the double digit faves besides last year, how good they actually traditionally are. A lot of people think they're not that good. I don't know if it's how good they are. I think it's that they, they aren't as poor or bad of bets as many. many But isn't it like 50, it's like 54. It's like you'd actually be better off taking the double digit faves. And I know you two years ago, you were big on land and they were like, I mean, teams that were just smoke, you know, smoking teams, but, um, yeah, that's not a recipe for a winner if you're going to lay the double digits tradition. They're good. And Harbaugh, I think I sent it to you guys, or I don't know if I sent it to, to Cheese or Fade You, but definitely uh, I think Harbaugh's like 6-1 and one and, and like with a winning margin. I mean, we saw it the last two years. They smoked. 25, 25 and a half week one. Yeah. They yeah. smoked the Dolphins when they were god-awful two years ago when everyone thought they were going to tank, and then they like somehow won six games or something. And then last year we saw it against – who did they blast last year? I don't know, but I remember that Dolphins game. It was like 28-3. Yeah, no, I think it was like – I thought it was like 48 to fucking 10. Or oh, something. yeah, but I'm saying it, like, it opened yeah. up. Like the floodgates opened early in that game. Yeah. I actually think that game was in 2019. Because, yeah. Matt, that was when you, Lance, and I – one yeah win, it was but that year really you, well you yeah. said you're you guys it was like the best bet like put a million on and it was like the easiest bet of all yeah. time so yeah because i remember right. getting on a plane getting back from scotty's wedding and that was 2019 and i remember yeah, checking right. the score and it was 14 nothing like in a bat of an eye yeah they um last year they they were at jets week one and won 24 to nine mm-hmm. there you go what was it the year before that, Bone? I don't know. Yeah, because I think Kyle's right. I think that Dolphins one was 20. I don't know what 2020 was. On, wow, that on Dolphins game was that long ago? Isn't yeah. that crazy? That's so wild. That yeah. was four fucking years ago. I would have bet, bet money that was 2021. Yeah. Kmar, you got anything on Ravens uh, on this call and this team? I mean, I'm probably in the hype, you know, with – you know, offense is going to be explosive. I, I don't know. I like offense. I want to see it, but um, I'm still bitter about 2012. So I hope they go 0 and 17. <laughs> yeah, that's some things you just won't get over. Like, um, I'm looking at their 2021 season, and they. Oh like, my God! Okay, like this they lost to the Raiders. They did. It was a. It was a Sunday night, maybe Monday night. At oh, yeah. Vegas, it was the first game in Vegas, I think, and they oh, lost yeah. Joe, in overtime. Joe loved. I think Joe was on. Um, yeah, so they lost that one. Then the right. year before, they smoked the Browns thirty-eight to six. So 
Yeah. Um, that was Gruden. That one loss. <clears throat> All right, let's do some. Uh, let's do some some quick ones because I think when we talk about overvalued teams, there's some that just have to be at least mentioned as as possibly being overvalued. And you know, we talked about the the Super Bowl loser with the Bengals last year didn't quite work out that way. They had a great season. Anybody want to touch on Philly? There, there's, there's some reasons that Philly maybe doesn't quite catch the breaks this year. Anybody want to touch on Philly real quick? What do you mean? They have the They're best offensive and defensive line. They're going to win 14. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm still not convinced that this team is the best team in the NFC. Uh, like, yeah, Bone, you just said it. I mean, they caught every break possible last year to, you know, just steamroll the, you know, the regular season. I'm not, I'm not convinced Jalen Hurts is that guy. You know, last year he put up some good numbers. Everyone, you know, talks about Jalen this, Jalen that. I mean, they play in a trashy division. They play three shitty fucking teams. I mean, Washington, Dallas, and the fucking garbage Giants. Um, <laughs> sorry, yeah, Buff. Yeah, sorry, Buff. Take that up with me on on Saturday. Um, I'm not, I'm not convinced Philly has this this route back to the Super Bowl like they did this past season. Um, I think regression is is due here. Yeah, I mean, okay, Jalen Hurts, impressive. Do it again. Like, let, let's see it. They paid you. Let's see if you you can do it again. You lose both coordinators. Both coordinators are now head coaches elsewhere. You lose Hargrave from the D line. I know people love Jalen Carter and they love Jordan Davis, but those are young guys. Like, they're Jalen not Carter should be in prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, Hargrave is instead of playing fucking too. NFL football, a kid needs to be in fucking prison. How many did they win last year? Did they get thirteen or fourteen wins? Oh God, I think that's they won. Weird. Our book has cheese. Does your book have also have ten and a half juice to fuck? Because that's unbelievable. Like that's kind of like again, these like some of these are just such bait. Like they have to win eleven, right? Is that a snap call, Chris? Oh no, eleven and a half is minus one fifteen. So eleven and a half. Okay. I mean, so they have the same win total as the Bengals. And I think what's disgusting, Matt, you, you said, is that, is it value for the over on the chiefs? I think that's disgusting. They went 12 or over in like the last five years and it's just 11 and a half. It's just, I mean, some of these, I mean, obviously we know some are going to go over, some are going to go under, but I don't get how, uh, yeah, let's see. 11 and a half is juiced. To minus one fifty five for the Chiefs. I mean, it's crazy man. I'd be inclined to do it just because I'm. I love poop. I love being on the disgusting side. But. I love poop. There it is. It's so hard. It's so hard betting against Patty Mahomes, dude. He's so good. Yeah, Chris, that you might be on an island on that. I don't know how many people are going to be rushing to uh, to to get in line behind you to fade Mahomes and and Andy. I think I think I'm going to take my money and look elsewhere. Okay, Mark. Okay. They've been yeah. shitty against the spread recently. They can't. They, they're I'm, so I'm talking win total. You're, yeah. you're talking about betting Chiefs under just, 11 and just, a half. Just got to win games, pal. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the team I was going to touch on real briefly, really? too. Um, All and, right. Make the case for it. How? how? Wow. You're both fucking sick. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the, the main reason is kind of, again, how it was last season with no hill, but Tony injured <laughs> again. They have all these 
young, talented receivers. You're hearing Sky Moore is going to take the spot of Juju Smith, but it's like, what has Sky Moore done? Is he able to to actually bring that? Isaiah Pacheco, yeah, he had a good season, but now there's film on him. Is he really going to do that again? I would venture no, because his his measurements aren't that impressive. But for me, it comes down to the defensive side. Chris Jones threatening to hold out. If that happens, that defense is not going to be good. Uh, he you is their defense. His ass? Dude, the only reason that team won the Super Bowl against the Niners, my Niners, is because of that motherfucker. Because Jimmy G, yeah. what did you say? Because Jimmy threw an interception? Because Jimmy G threw it in that guy's oh. palm like three oh. times. All right. Sorry. And then, I he, and then he felt the ghost of him and overthrew Sanders. My bad. I thought you misspoke. I'm sorry. But the second one, which when I was going over this with Joey earlier, when he called me to yell at me in excitement about tomorrow and Friday, is. Eric Bieniemy, he reminded me he's gone. So I think that's the wrinkle where offensively, with all these new pieces, where there could be some struggles, similar to where we saw against the Colts last year. Except I think it can be, you know, stretched out multiple weeks. That is the one piece that would worry me for sure. It's him being gone, being in Washington, yeah. for sure. If they trade Chris Jones, that would be fucking crazy. Yeah, would. That, those, like, are, those are some I, interesting I points, Kmart. He's threatening yeah. to sit out eight games, loses eight mil. He wants another ten mil. But he's willing to lose eight. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I don't know. <laughs> the other one I think we should bring up, and I don't know how people feel about this one, but just because this is like. If the Cowboys are America's team, or maybe they used to be, I think America's next team might be your Detroit Lions. I mean, there's a lot of Lions love out there. People are wanting Lions AFC or NFC North. People are wanting Lions to win the NFC because it's so weak. Are, are people buying the hype on the Lions is like they actually could be legit, and this is not just you know people fantasizing about them being good for once in their existence? Or, or have we gone? Have we gone a little too far on the Lions' love, and we got to pump the brakes a little bit? I'm, I'm overly excited to absolutely hammer the dog piss out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Week Six versus the Lions in Tampa because I will be there. I, I can already see they have to be home dogs, right, Cheese? Oh, obvious. Yeah, it's probably gonna be like Lions plus five. <laughs> oh, we'll be on it too. Then it'll probably be Lions. It'll probably Denver. be. Yeah, I mean, realistically, the Lions probably like Lions minus three and a half. Everybody takes the Lions, and Baker Mayfield just absolutely fucking crushes them. I can't wait. But yeah, I mean, the love for this Lions team is absolutely wild. I mean, it's what have they? Re- what have they really done? What What have they really done? Like, Beat I'm the all Packers here. and Lambeau in Week 18 to have a sneak peek of the playoffs. We know I'm all, that I'm all Packers here. Team wasn't any good though. I mean, right. come on, dude. We got people sweating Jared Goff here. Come on. He asked let's, me a question. I gave, him, I gave him a answer. They did something. <laughs> let's <laughs> pump the brakes a little bit on this Lions talk, dude. It's getting, it's getting a tad bit out of control. My, they are 100% the trendiest team in the country right now. Everybody wants to be a Lions fan thinking like they're going to do something. That division is absolutely trash, and they still might not win it. <laughs> you know, like the most surprise for me on the Lions is probably Amon Ross St. Brown. Like he runs a four seven forty. 
he's he can't he couldn't separate, but yet he's he's a top ten receiver in the NFL. It makes no sense. Like I expected regression last year and he got better. So I'm like, is it this year? And then Jam- Jamison Williams hurts his leg, out for six weeks gambling. So it's he like just likes parlays. I'm super curious if anyone saw the clip that they showed on ESPN of the Lions draft room on draft night. When they got Gibbs? Gibbs, yeah. yeah. Like how uh-huh. excited they were to take a 114-fucking-pound running back in the first round. Get the fuck out of here. Lions might win six games this year. All team total under. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'll go book that, Dad. You know, it's one thing for the Lions, the 2022 Lions to be this, like, this underdog, right, that's, like, out to prove themselves against everybody. It couldn't be more different this year. They're, are they, they're not the favorite to win the division, are they? I think so. Maybe. Yeah, they, without a doubt they are. Yes. Yeah, so you have now more. now you have expectations and you're supposed to be good and this is supposed to be your year. I mean shit. It's one thing to play the underdog card, but what happens when you can't do that anymore? I mean, you can week one, I guess. Chris, you've texted me about this fucking Lions Chiefs line all summer. So maybe one more time you can play the underdog card and now everybody expects you to be legit. So we'll see how they handle those expectations. But uh we're at 40 minutes, so we probably want to cut this off soon. Any last team anybody wants to to throw in the this maybe overvalued category potentially? Or are we definitely good? not the Niners. a lot of ground? I don't know, man. I actually almost I almost did the Niners just for fun. There, there's like, a lot. Uh, there's more yeah. ways it could go wrong this year than in years yeah. past for sure. Can we do? Can we? Can our next segment be a 20 minute pod on just the 49ers? Can we, can we bookmark this if Sam Darno leads them to the Super Bowl, please? We can, you, can you say his name correctly, please? Sam Darno. <laughs> Darno. That's better. Darno. I like it. I like Darno better. Sam Darno. Hopefully he doesn't uh, hopefully he doesn't get mono again. Gotta watch out in the Bay Area. Hopefully it's because he's hit. kissing me. I hope they win six games so Kmart's fucking miserable every weekend. <laughs> oh, I'm canceling my, my flight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cheese, we appreciate you coming on. Chris, Kmart, good job as always. Uh, We've got – so two weeks from today, we'll be getting ready for week one. So that's right around the corner. I think next week we'll do – we may get a guest next week. We may not. Uh, We may just kind of recap what we've talked about over the past few weeks with sort of our preseason expectations and and maybe get the guys to actually put their money where their mouth is and give their, their best bets for the season. So we'll see what that looks like. We'll be back next Wednesday. I think probably going to try to keep it Wednesday, at least until the season starts. Last thing to do, Chris, remind everybody what happens when you bet on poop. You might take a nap with ham, bet the angels and wake up and look at circa that they're down 17 to one. And uh, sometimes it happens. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, I can't believe we bet a game yeah, yeah, in yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost by a fucking football <laughs> is Fade You. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fade You. Fade the fuck out of you.